Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 268 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I am using my mouth really in accentuated motions today. I don't know why. I'll talk oh, yeah, normally. Baby. I will talk normally. <laughs> uh, you're also joined, as you can hear, by Mr. Lee Padabadabadadoo. Say hi, Lee. How you doing? Hello. Oh, it's been it's been a little while, hasn't it? It's been a little while. Um, I mean, we it was two weeks, was it? Because we had Leon. Oh yeah, of Leon. course, of course. Lee on. We had, yeah, we had we had a double dose of Lee for one week, so we had to skip a week. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'd be over our quota. Oh, uh, all going according to plan. I'll be back next week as well. There's a reason not to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all going well. We should be we should be joined by a very special guest. So definitely worth tuning in for. I mean, I don't think he would. Um, I don't think he would say that he isn't special. <laughs> oh, he's a ledge. He's a ledge. But we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna let the cat out of the bag. We are gonna leave the cat. Firmly within the bag. So, that segue. Indeed. Yeah. Animal cruelty. Hey. Lee. 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 Wagwan. What's happening? Um. Yeah, ups and downs, man. But uh, I've been a bit of busy boy, uh, putting out some reels. So we're getting into like the uh, this this millennia, really, aren't we? <laughs> oh, you know that um, that meme of uh, jo- um, Bashemi, Steve Bashemi, like wearing like cut off like three quarter length shorts and a backwards cap and niggas. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, hello, my fellow dudes. <laughs> it's just it's it's that isn't it i mean i i watch a lot of reels now i, I think everyone does and they they're so addictive just like swiping up and you know just going from one to the other and but you know there's a lot of bullshit ones where like oh my god i can't believe this happened yeah it's like, that isn't it it's... comments like what so it's <laughs> it's they catch you in a trap because you you like you're going through facebook or you're going through insta you get hit by like a little scroll bar of reels, whatever they call, whatever they're called on that platform. And then there's, there's always one that's got like a, a title that you go, oh, I'll just watch that one. And then you're in a you're in a fucking loop and it gets you and it makes me feel dirty every fucking time. Because it's like, I don't want to be watching 15 second videos. I've got better things to do with my life, but they, they get you. Some they get them really funny. Some yeah. of them are legit funny, and some of them are interesting as well. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's either that or watching YouTube videos about science, and then I'm <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, "Oh my god, I've got a whole new understanding of this, that, or the other." There's me watching fucking plays through of Skyrim. <laughs> oh, I plugged in a place uh, an Xbox 360 for my daughter today that uh, her our auntie gave her, cool. and uh, in the in the tray was Skyrim. It's like sweet. Get in. <laughs> I, I, I've I've got probably five versions of Skyrim. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got it for the 360. I I bought it for the PS3 at one point. Um, well, I I paid for the 360 version and then the the website that I bought it from sent me the PS3 version. 
So I had that for a little while. I bought it on the Switch because it was on sale. Um, and I've lost lost a fair few hours to it. Now my son Apparently, asks me um, why you VR, can't have your Switch back. They've done a, a VR mod for it. And it's the full game, and apparently it's absolutely amazing. Oh, VR it's can like... get right in the bin. VR is like 3D in movies. Does absolutely fuck all for fuck all. No, it's 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 gonna be the way. Like, say, twenty years time, that's all how all computers are gonna be. They're all gonna be VR. Ugh. I'm gonna yeah, start. It's... I'm gonna move back to pen and paper at that point. <laughs> Blues dead. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm going analog straight, straight into the amplifier version of a computer. Yeah. So the the other thing I've been doing is um, organizing my studio. So it's it's a very big process. It's like really laborious, and um, I I bought this um this shelf, well this cabinet that I sh- showed you earlier, um, mm-hmm. with like I don't know eight drawers ten drawers something like that and, and um, it's just organizing all my cables and it's literally just full of cables and shit like that um and i i filled it to the brim with it all organized i was like oh brilliant absolutely brilliant turned around and found another bag of cables i was like oh, fuck i'll deal with that later sat down looked at the chair next to me and there was a shit ton of cables on there i was like fucking hell how many cables does one man need yeah, like she honestly, the cable. Yeah. my mate was over a few weeks ago, and I couldn't find a um, a kettle lead. And I was yes. like, I'm, I'm sure I've got one around here. I sent him a picture of this drawer full of spare <laughs> kettle leads yesterday, and it must be must be twenty kettle leads in there. I was like, how the fuck could I not find any of them? Yeah, I've got a mental. I've got a, like a bag full of them in the back of my car, just in case I forget, like forget to bring one to a gig. Yeah, it's it's mental. It really is, but it's all getting here. It's it's all getting more organised, um, and yeah, I'm really really happy with that. Babalosa. Hmm? So, uh, talk to us about these reels that you've you've done because you did. Uh, I think you've done three by the time. Uh, well. When we're recording this, you'll probably have done more by that by the time this comes yeah. out. Yeah, there, there's there's a few more going out. Uh, the ones that um, the ones that are interesting that have kind of kicked it off. There was one for the Pantheon Deluxe, which <laughs> where you um, used fucking comic sans. Oh, oh, oh that was a, that was the bait. That was, wasn't it? Absolutely on purpose because I know that both Jason and Richard absolutely hate it. Over at OnePlus, so um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I used that, um, and I, I've tried to make them interesting. So I've, I've been taking these guitar lessons, as I said, and one of the things that I did recently was to try to shred, but um, shred over interesting chords and do the chord changes while I'm shredding because. Me and Emmanuel were doing it recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, that just made shredding really, really interesting." It didn't sound like I, I like to use shredding as a means to get from one place to another place with an interesting sort of um, flair. Yeah, I don't like to just do shit tons of shredding, mainly because I'm not that great at it, but also it doesn't. It just bores me. Um, yeah, doing it like that, it just sounded amazing. It was like proper like Tom Quayle-esque. 
Um, so I've been trying to take this sort of um, approach towards my playing where I'm like playing over chords that you might not necessarily expect. Yeah. Um, that shouldn't necessarily fit, but they do. Um, and maybe add having these three chords in order actually gives some sort of chromatic movement in one uh, like three of the notes when you put these chords together, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done stuff like that before where you use like chord extensions to to create chromatic lines. Yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it, it requires a bit of brain power, but... Yeah, and the, there was uh, like something that Emmanuel showed me was uh, when you're doing a turnaround in blues, if you play uh, a seventh chord, like do the E7, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're adding in the harmonic minor note to the scale. So if you're playing uh, in A minor and you play the E7, you're adding in the sharpened seventh from the A minor scale, which gives you the harmonic minor. So on a turnaround, you can chuck in uh, a harmonic minor scale. No one really notices that you're getting your Almstein on. You're just, you know, adding it in, and it sounds sweet. Uh, so I've done that on that reel, and um, I also stepped it up in terms of um, gain. So I started with clean, then one side of the Pantheon, then both sides both on. So by the end of it, I'm shredding, and all this I did in like 30 seconds. Um, I know, it sounded wicked. I was well impressed with it. I planned it for ages. I was working on it for ages, but all for like thirty seconds of um, twiddling. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure there's some parallels that we can can make about putting in ten minutes worth of work to get thirty seconds of uh, good stuff at the end. Cooking, of course, of course. Yeah, that's the one. Making a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one I did was for the surgeon, for the Matthews Effect surgeon, and that's that was really nice. Um, set up four presets and then just went through the different presets and just played something, and that was a minute long, uh, and it sounded good. And then I had some total bellend say, oh, it's out of tune, your guitar's out of tune. The guitar wasn't <laughs> out of tune. It's yeah. an analog fucking delays moaning about, and the repeats are modulated, so the, machi- <laughs> the repeats aren't in tune because they're modulated. Oh, uh, and it- Quality. So obviously, the repeats are turned up so you can hear it because I'm demonstrating the fucking delay pedal. So you wouldn't have it quite like that when you're playing like Afro Shizzle, you know? Don't don't you love the uh, the internet? Don't you love it? I mean, I had some guy tell, telling me my Gibson wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And then you sent a link to like the um, the model that it was. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but, like this is when, when customs they were for sale, are supposed to have was... double binding, and you're like, well, shut up. Yeah. yeah, it's like the only difference between my guitar and a custom is that there is no binding on the back. That's because yeah. it's a, it's because it's a signature model, and it's like there's only two hundred of them. In that way, mine is much more custom than a custom, if you like. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's fewer of those in the world than there are customs. Um, yeah. And it's still got a seven ply binding on the um, on the body and the headstock, and it's got the binding on the neck as well. So, and, well, uh, and that, that's there on the fretboard. So, yeah, yeah, nice guitar, that. Indeed, indeed. We've uh, we've dropped some stuff on pedal boards of doom this week as well, haven't we? Um, yes. I say, I say we. <laughs> me and Josh have dropped some um, some stuff on pedal boards of doom this week. The the, uh, the Brummy Brothers. As, as I like to call them. Indeed. 
Pedal boards of Brom. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil any of it because it's it's a roller coaster of a video. But the the crux of it is that me and Josh try and get the best master of puppets tone out of our respective um modelling units. So the video is called like Master of Modelers or something like that. Um there's there's a twist goes on so it's definitely definitely worth watching uh oh it's, it'll bring it's, tears to your eyes it, it brought tears to someone's eyes didn't it uh, yeah in fact you do actually feature in the video as well don't you i do yeah you were the you were the official adjudicator yeah so, and my uh <laughs> no I won't, I won't say what my um what my thoughts were <laughs> they i mean they are they they are outlined in the video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it, like that's another video that we got some... Like I shared it in um, like one of the Line 6 videos. Like the, sorry, the Line 6 groups. And there was, uh, there was comments like, oh, it was really distracting because these... Uh, like neither guitarist played the riff right. <laughs> like the fuck uh, I did end up explaining that's because like copyright's a thing and, and whatnot yeah. but it's just like and there were there were people like moaning about it before they'd even clicked the video and you could you could see because what they were saying just weren't it didn't relate at all to actually like, the content of the video it's just oh like it's a thankless task isn't it creating content on the internet do you feel like carrying brick wall around with you to just smash your head against it i mean most places <laughs> that i know we've got installed brick walls so it would be um, it would be a fruitless endeavor but just the the internet is like largely the the people that we um that we have interactions with on the internet are like absolutely genuinely sound people and we have some really cool people who interact with our stuff some of which i'm going to mention in just a bit because I've I've got a, a public apology that I need to do. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, though, I I would say that we really appreciate every single listener. Yeah, we we want to hear what you have to say. We want to answer your questions. We want to have input back from you because um, we, we it gives us gives us ammunition. And it, I tell you what, it's a great feeling when you listen to a podcast and you get a, a shout out on it or something like that. It's actually pretty cool. Speaking of which. I mean that's a segue and half there, isn't it? Um Mr Mr. Matt Quinn, not Matt Quine, Matt Quinn, um asked for Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, Matt Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> he asked for um a little bit more info on Josh's silent practice rig. Um obviously we don't have Josh here this week, so we can't go into any more detail. But um as soon as we get Josh back on, we will mention it. I am just leaving this as an audio reminder that we will we will dive further into that. And I think I've managed to convince Josh to do a, a little video on pedal boards of doing about it. So definitely look out for that. Keep like keep in the loop because I think there will be a full breakdown of that. And uh, Al Lawson uh, has called me out on my bullshit. It might have been Josh. He didn't. He wasn't very specific about who. Um, but apparently we we spread some absolute misinformation about bond um so whatever it was i put my hands up and apologize um 
you can get James Bond. Uh, potentially, I, I don't remember mentioning Bond, but there we go. Maybe that was that was the faux pas. We didn't mention Bond enough, or we mentioned Bond too much. I vaguely remembering. I, I vaguely remembering. I, I vaguely remember mentioning James Bond about something. So maybe it was oh, so it's probably you. You should be doing this fucking apology then. Was mate. Right, okay. Next. <laughs> yeah, to Al. To Al. <laughs> Sorry, whatever the misinformation was. So um, it is cool. Um, Lee's, who we had on last time, uh, yeah. his dad worked with Roger Moore. Ah, nice. Cool. Also, saw something about Roger Moore um, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, apparently, in his memoirs, he said that he was uh, in the let's say, the TV studio, um, Cantina. Cantina? Cantina. Cantina. Not Cantina. Cantina. That's like Star Wars. Um, (laughs) But um, it it was when he was doing one of the James Bond films, I guess. Um, But he said, um, Christopher Reeves walks along, dressed as Superman, right, because he's filming there. And all the ladies are like, oh my God, oh my God, it's it's, it's so handsome. Apparently... Next day or whatever, walks by, dressed as uh, Clark Kent. No one paid fucking attention to him. I mean, that, that shows that it works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, Roger Moore was my um, was my motto during my 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've grown up since. I've grown up. <laughs> for, like that, that's for, for the Brits out of us, that is. Uh, that's, that'll go over the... Um, the Americans, it's maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Let's know if you if you got that little quip. Well, we've got so we could be we've messy got, if it did. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got to do our regular kind of discussion thing, but we've got a little bit of special breaking news this week, haven't we? Because fresh yeah. off the press today, there was a little announcement. Do you want to go? Do you want to take us through, it, Lee? Because you are the master of all things this. Yeah, yeah. So um, our good friends over at Victory have, uh, I'm sure you're aware of this now, they've released uh, a lineup of six pedals, with, sorry, five pedals, five, count them, five, like the number of fingers on most people's hands. Like the greatest boy band. The thumb as well. Five, yeah, I-V-E, man. yeah. Five will make you get down. That came on the fucking radio the other day. I was like, oh my God. Um <laughs> Yeah, anyway, right, so you know that they've got the Sheriff, the Jack, the Duchess, the Kraken, and the Copper in terms of their amps, and they've got the full amps, they've got the mini lunchbox amps, they've got the V4 amps, which, you know, I, I love, the so they're the flamps, the uh, floor amps, or the pedalboard amps, if you like, and then they've got the V4 preamps as well, which um, they've got all of them, and now they've released the V1 which does beg the question as to where the V2 is going to come into things. And the V3, you know, it does make me wonder. So the V1 is uh, their range of just pedals. Now, all of yeah, these so pedals... Like no no uh, amp at all built in. It's just kind of the flavor of the amps in a pedal, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all of these are £199 or $249. Uh, or 239 euros, okay? Yeah. Um, they're all 125 mils. One, uh, sorry, from top to bottom, 
Um, and uh, I think it's 66 mil wide. So they're a bit taller than a boss pedal, but about the same width as a boss pedal. Okay. okay. And <laughs> they weigh 42, <laughs> 47 grams. So no, what, a little what? bit heavier than a boss pedal. <laughs> what, why are we going into this? <laughs> Just because I know this, these things. It's weird. It? Um, okay. Um so what's really cool about these is Victory have made them in cohorts with Adrian Forpe. Indeed. So yes. Martin and Forpe have been working, you know, Martin Kidd and Adrian Forpe working together on pedals. They're going to be good. Yeah. They're gonna yeah, they're definitely really, really going to be, they're going to be, they're um, handmade in the UK as well, aren't they? Yeah. So that yeah, kind of justifies the price a bit more. Yeah. Um, there's more to them okay so you've you've got that like double folded sort of um metal kind of thing that 4p goes for but they're not like uh they're not recessed um knobs like you would get on a 4p pedal yeah j rocket does a similar thing don't they that's it but these are angled in that the um where the jacks going at the top is higher than where the foot switch is okay so they're slightly wedge shaped exactly Okay, um, okay. They're really cool. You've got, you know, uh, top-mounted jacks and power. So it's a nice, clean look. If you put all five uh, all five of them together, you know, you're not going to have jacks on the side to mess around with. Um, and they've all got, okay. like, the, the sort of uh, gem-style um, LED. Um, what are these called, man? Let's have a look. Yeah, um but you know they're the same as the ones that you find on the Origin uh, pedals. So the dual, oh. dual. Uh, right, I will show you. You can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just going to let you flounder. Lee Google's things my... on the internet. Google things on the internet. Won't let me share my screen. It's just been. Thank fuck book. for that. <laughs> Talk, I mean, you first you were talking about the the dimensions of a pedal in millimeters and the, and the weight. Now you're talking about the the quality of the LED. Well, no, no, it, it like sticks out, so it looks really cool. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. it, it just so looks that, really, really groovy. But okay, look, they yeah. all follow the same form factor, and they've all yeah. got like a your your gain. Your volume, so your volume on your left, going on your right, and then down the bottom, you've got a free band EQ. Okay, the EQ is going to be good because yeah. all the EQs and all the uh, victory stuff that I use is well, some of the best EQ that I've ever used. It just works so so well, um, and it doesn't leave you thinking, oh, yeah, where is that? You know, listening for it, it's very clear to hear what's going on, and yeah. it's dialed in right for the pedal. So that that's great. What's also weird about these in a good way is when the gain's to like to the left, you seem to have a different style of pedal than when it's to the right. So on the Sheriff, for instance, they say to the left, you're going to have vintage martial sounds. And then to the right, you're going to have high gain modded martial sounds from like the 80s. On the Jack, you're going to have like the clean sounds and then it'll go all the way up to the um, to the high gain sounds from the from the jack from the duchess yeah. you can get that sort of um fendery sort of sound and as you move it up you'll get like a boost and then it'll actually go into somewhat higher gain on the kraken yeah. 
you've got Marshall sounds to the left and you've got high gain American sounds to the right. And then on the copper, from what I gather, as you turn the gain up on that, it kind of kicks in some sort of treble boosting sort of. Yeah, uh, almost like the top boost kind of tones. Huh? Almost like the top boost kind of tones. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm thinking more trebly boosts because then you'll get like, because it does say 70s rock band, so you're thinking Queen and Rory Gallagher and this sort of thing there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these look bloody good. We um talking to Victor at the moment. I think we're going to have a few of them in. We'll do some shorts, we'll do some videos, and we'll give you some more in-depth information on it. I think the one I'm most interested in trying at the moment is the Sheriff. Yeah, but they all look great because I've got the Kraken, I've got the Jack, I've got a Duchess. Oh, there you go. So you just you just looking to complete the set now? Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, like having those, uh, though the versatility of those toes, especially like the three band EQ as well. Um, it will let you kind of dial in to the guitar you're using and to compensate for the amp that you're using as well. Um, oh yeah, I'm 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 down with that. I, I've heard a little bit, like I've heard the uh, the product demo, and that sounded really good. <laughs> Whoever played guitar on that is absolute, just an absolute beast. Probably yeah, feels it's, it's like it. the same song, but as you go through it, kind of like gives heritage to what the amps are. So, like when you when he's playing like the, uh, the yeah, there's kind of clean, heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like clean fendery bits. There's kind of harmonized guitar. Uh, AC thirty tones, and then there's like heavier riffs. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's, it, the jack like, gets really proggy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah, it's, look, it's a very well done uh, piece of music. Um, and then right at the end, just like goes into just Malmsteen. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it does yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it's almost almost certainly Phil that, isn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. I'll, I'll ask Daniel uh, who did it, but I'm I'm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be our, our mate Phil. Uh, it, like, if I didn't have massive props for him before, I do now because just wish I could play like that. My God! Right, so let's uh, let's do some discussions. Let's do some discussions. We start out. We'll start out soft, and then we'll we'll get into the tough nitty gritty stuff. Right, so uh, Fender Japan have released the Ken Strat. Um, which comes in a really, really outlandish finish. Like, it's a paisley finish that goes... It's like a black to a kind of sunsetty red burst with with paisley. It's so... It, it's garish to a point of, like, opulence. I mean, the, the, the maple neck on it is so... St- Striking as well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of like bright, almost kind of whiter um, maple. It just, I don't think it fits. But there we go. So it's, outlandish it's finishes on a guitar. Like what? What? What say you? Are you a fan of this particular finish? Because it, it divided the opinions of my um, my followers on Instagram. There were some who were absolutely loving it. There were some who were like, get it away. I mean, um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's like, 
The pickups are so hidden on there. You know when you see a guitar and it looks like you're supposed to have a lot of pickups, it doesn't, and it looks like there's a lot of space in there. Um, like the original Variaxes that didn't have any pickups, so you, yeah, you, like you, you, your brain wouldn't necessarily point out that it was the pickups that were missing. But you're like, there's something ain't right there. Yeah, because because the pickups on this are black and there's a lot of black on there. It's um, it, they're very very much hidden i had to stare at them for ages to kind of like ascertain whether there was a middle pickup yeah. <laughs> um so uh, and that i don't like too much but i like that they're going for something new and you know it is striking and it i mean it's not going to fall into the realms of oh look it's another black strap <laughs> yeah 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 it, i mean yeah you're not going to like blend into the crowd with it. So here's a question. What outlandish finish, what kind of crazy finish would be your go-to for a, for a guitar? Green, like lime green that would match my Zilla cab. I mean, it, I, I don't think it, it's necessarily any more outlandish than this, this crazy log like, burst paisley. Um, no. I, I'd love a PRS that was kind of like it, um, tasteful yeah. quilting, like a flame, but tasteful, like not too much, that matched my, my Zilla cab. I'd love that. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily do anything that particularly green, do they? They do like Dragon Burst, which is almost like an emerald, emerald green. I mean, but, I think it matters. I think that depends on how much dollar you got, really, doesn't it? <laughs> They'll do it if you want it. Uh, they did yeah, that horrible, the... bloody. They did the, like the shit eagle, didn't Carf. they? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Turd. Yeah, I think I definitely draw the line at eagle turd. I think I draw the line at most PRSs. To be fair, like, there's, there's some I... really nice ones. So, do you remember when we've all gone up to like Antitons and stuff, and like they've got like um. The ones that almost look like a set of like denim jeans or something like that, and just oh, I've never been to Anderton's. Never, never been. I have not. I, uh... I was going to say we'll have to go one day, and I just remembered how far that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot further yeah, than it used to be. Yeah, for, like it used to be a lot closer for you. Now <laughs> I'm the one who's closer. Yeah, by far. Indeed, I I think I probably. I draw the line at like I'll go for it like a big flake sparkle finish. That's probably where I draw the line. Ooh, do you know what I really don't like? Silver sparkle. I like gold sparkle. Silver sparkles, yeah. Depends really. I could do like if you gave me a silver sparkle strap with a black pick guard and cream um, plastics, rosewood board. I reckon I'd do that. That'd, that'd do me. Your question is, where would I draw the line, isn't it? Yeah, where would what you draw would the I line? Like, what would be what would be a step too much? Yeah, well, just just before that step, like where's where's the the point at which you'd go? Mm, this is this is a bit a bit much, but I'll I'll still take it. Because mm. I, I reckon signature, I reckon signature guitars. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't like. But just any any signature. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't want someone else's name to the point where when I bought mine, it is a signature guitar, and I had to change the truss rod cover and stuff like that because I was just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's not necessarily a finish option, is it? That's a um, like a personal preference on um, like repping someone else's name. So like, I suppose it depends on where the name is. If it's like plastered all over <laughs> the front of it, uh, one of the Joe Bonamassa's ones where it's plastered across the fretboard in like abalone inlay. Joe's face on the on the, on the <laughs> Les Paul. I d- yes, I d- that's definitely where I draw the line. Okay, I draw I the it line. Does at... Depends on who who the artist is. Like if it was the RR five, you know, like the Jackson Randy Rhodes RR five or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I love that. Also, I'd really like um, JS two thousands. Um, so I kind of like being a bit of a hypocrite, really. Yeah, but the 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 Satch ones are aren't particularly. Um, such branded are they they're, they're not plastered over if you get the one with the alien on from surfing the alien you know the silver surfer <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, i draw the line there as well that's definitely a pair of sunglasses like, on it and paint the face like the same color as joe it would actually look like joe like anything with a with a fucking graphic on it i can't i just can't do guitars with graphics on if you want artwork like that buy a fucking poster yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. I'm, yeah, I've, except I've always loved the Silver Surfer, even before I even knew what a Joe Satriani was. Um, I've always really liked uh, the Silver Surfer as a character. And yeah. then I really like Satriani. I really like that guitar. And, you know, it's kind of like, most of the time I'd be with you, like those fucking Hello Kitty guitars and stuff, like get in the bin. Well, but they're not graphics. That's the that's a scratch play. That's that's wicked. I like that. I like that, and the birdie oh, bass as well. I like those ones. The power uh, girls, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like the those like the the Hello Kitty Strat. I like because it's it's an actual like like embossed um, pick guard, whereas the um, like Emily the Strange. Um, Epiphone SGs, no, just get get in the bed. Uh, oh, and guitars that are ugly on purpose, you know, like they're, they're they insist upon themselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we'll we'll extend this one out to the the listeners as well. Post pictures of guitars that you that are just beyond your point where you go, mm, I wouldn't play that. Because I want to see so I want to see some ugly guitars. I want to see some ug- well, not ugly guitars, ugly finishes on guitars. Uh, right, next next one up, Adam Jones uh, Flying V has has been teased. I think they were they were talking about it a few. Uh, in fact, actually, probably last year by this point uh, when they were when they'd released the the custom shop Silver Burst uh, Les Paul. They've they've bought the Flying V. They've put the original Flying V headstock on it, which is almost like the Dean one, but where the Dean like the Dean's like a mini Flying V um, as a as a headstock. The Gibson V, like the the Gibson quote unquote Dean headstock, one of the sides is slightly thicker than the other, so it's like an off center V, and it looks horrendous. Like the um, the inlay for Gibson is across one of the sides as well, so it's not even central. It just it gives me a headache looking at it. 
Um, <laughs> it's just, it's horrendous. I've got to see this. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> okay. For for my money, I think that's probably, probably one of the worst headstocks around. I mean, it looks I know we like mentioned... someone's just uh, tried to make the best of a bad job there, doesn't it? It, it it does. It looks it it looks as if they were trying to do the the dean headstock, but they like it was Friday afternoon, and they like they were clocking off in fifteen minutes, and they just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll do. But because someone did it back in like nineteen sixty or nineteen seventy <laughs> yeah. or something, it's now acceptable. They see, someone wanted beers with the boys on a Friday afternoon, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think that's probably what <laughs> happened to the Telecaster headstock as well. No one realised that they actually made something whoa, whoa. that looked like a penis. Whoa, 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 whoa! We can't, we can't even put that one out. I can't, I, I can't, I can't have that on the podcast. We can't, we can't have Telecaster hate like that on a podcast. I mean, I, I want a telly. I really do want a telly. But the Telecaster headstock is it's the reason I don't own a telly is because years ago I had the opportunity to buy tellies and I was just like I can't own something that looks like that <laughs> I mean uh, if that's what your penis looks like I think you need to go to the doctors um, because do, but not for that reason <laughs> <laughs> there you go I mean it's like for my money it's not it's not the the headstock that I gravitate towards but it's a it's an iconic headstock I love. Did you see the thing I tagged you in the other day about this guy who, who like was rating headstocks? No, <laughs> you missed it. Oh my god, he he done like this tier. This you know when people do like the tiers where they've got like a a to g or yeah 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 a to d and then they got the s rank. Excuse me, s rank. Yeah, and it was all for it was for free aside tuning headstocks, right? Um, okay, yeah. And he put Gibson right at the bottom. All right. Then he put above in the tier above that, he put the new Epiphone headstock, and in the tier above <laughs> that, he put the old Epiphone headstock. And I'm like, I mean, that's wrong. I think you're trolling. Yeah, Gibson's Gibson's headstock is not the best three aside headstock by a long shot, but it's not the worst. Like the old clipped wing headstocks, they can get in the bin. I do like the Kalamazoo headstock. I think that's pretty cool. But it's not as good as the, the Gibson Open Book one. But they're not they're not the best. Like the Ibanez Iceman. Um massive big paddle. Um three aside headstock. I'm looking at one now because I've got a I've got a fireman and it's got the same one. They are absolutely they are the pinnacle. You think or, so, do you? Or the yeah, flying they, v- they look they look nice. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's the pinnacle. Look, of of aesthetic, for me, it means that the headstock's really far away. So it, it feels a bit awkward to try and tune because the, the tuners aren't as close as I, I would usually have. I like the Flying V headstock, the standard like Arrowhead Flying V headstock. Mm. Um, like, But this is coming from the guy who rates the CBS headstock for a strap. As better than the standard strat headstock. I love the I love the fatty fat headstock. I love it. I don't. I really don't. I, I don't think unless I was like blown away by a guitar, I don't think I would 
that would put me off of buying a Strat if it had the 70s headstock. I'd be like, no, thank you. No, so I'd, just... I'd, I'd, I'd go for it. I'd absolutely go for it, especially if the um, like if it was a rosewood board and it was it was a slightly darker rosewood. Oh, get in my collection straight away. <laughs> get in my bullet. Um, uh, so the the ones that kind of stand out for me are the PRS and the uh, Music Man ones. My Music Man's two. Music Man's on one four and a two, isn't it? Four on the other. Yeah. Yeah, Music Man's four and a two. And um, if I could, if Still, I could go for... kind of, you can't. You know, because there's you kind of got to fit it into that genre, haven't you? Because you can't have a four-two tier because it's going to be like three. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so you kind of uh, put it in there. My like my top tier. Like if I was going for any headstock, and it's it's really fucking strange choice, but reverse banana um, Kramer. <laughs> Re- I really love them. I don't know why. Like the reverse um, Kramer banana stocks, fucking love them. Fucking love them. All right, yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't know why. It's very eighties, isn't it? Oh yeah, like it's extremely like it's extremely cheesy, Um, but like it's it's just so outlandish, and I love it. I love it. I mean, you wouldn't find that without a Floyd Rose at the other end. Yeah, that's the problem. That is the problem. I'd like, I'd like that on something with a Bigsby, if possible. What? <laughs> Be just mwah, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Uh, right. you know that's like that's like it's like you see like some sort of like RoboCop cyborg who's like from the waist up is all like I can do anything, but he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I mean, indeed. Oh, right, so um, we've got the Dreadbox raindrops. I think I shared this this week. I'm not entirely sure exactly what it is. I think it's an octave delay reverb, like a delay re- a delay reverb. It's, I think it was um, touted as basically shoegaze in a in a box. Which is not my forte. So many pedals have said that. Yeah, I mean, it looks wicked. It's got this like really like again eighties aesthetic with like bright, um, like a bright kind of teal color with pink writing on it. It looks amazing, but it made like made me think, what's what's the most kind of zany, um, just insane, uh, sounding effect that that you just absolutely love. There's the AMA, uh, which is the Bit Crusher reverb. Uh, that that's pretty cool. Um, and then you've got the Rainbow Machine, I guess. Which I guess that's kind of why this is called Rain Rain. It's not. Yeah. It's not raindrops. It's rain. No, it's rained rops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure I've played a, um, a Rainbow Machine esque. Jed's ped, and it like the the pedal was fine. It was well made, but it's not for me. It's not for me. if you spend some time with it, you can get some great tones. You can get some really, really, mm. really great tones out of it. But you, 
Uh, yeah, I, I always what, think Matt. He he said that you know one of his first experiences was listening to someone trying to do that in a music shop. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But if uh, you, you go and sit down with it, and you, if I suppose it's like you don't get travel sick if you're the one driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that experience, isn't it? Like you're in control of the the horrendousness. Yeah. So you kind of you're mentally prepared for it. Yeah, I've I've managed to get some really really fantastic tones out of a rainbow machine, uh, but I've also managed to get a hell of a lot more crappy tones out of it. Um, yeah, it's a bit like the the first factory though, isn't it? Oh, I love that. Uh, mm. But the like there are equally, if not more, bad sounds in that pedal than there are good sounds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, but some of those bad tones, when you put in the hands of someone like Matt Bellamy, it turns into Origin of Symmetry. So, <laughs> so you know. You but say? I, I mean, like, like fully, genuinely broken sounds, like yeah. clicking and whirring and high pitched noises. I mean, where if it's... you listen to the beginning of um, Plugging Baby, I have. Yeah, like he, <laughs> he it's so uh, it's tastefully done yeah exactly. whereas I, I, again i've saying, I've done the you know? i've used the fuzz factory uh what's it the fuzz factory 7 which has got a few more controls because <laughs> that's um, what you need yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah there were there were genuinely there were points on it that just didn't make any sound and then there were points that were making like random clock noises like and you're just like, well, that, that uh, it's, you sure it's that's what it was. <laughs> it's a sound, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's so set it to that right, and then set a pattern delay after it. No, just no. I, I want my my guitar to sound like a guitar. I want to be able to play a chord oh, and then guitar. that chord come out. I don't want anything that doesn't sound like blues. If I can't I mean, play it on a on a Jay Bonamassa song, then I don't want to hear it. Okay, <laughs> mate. Sound is sound. Mm, See, no, sounds. No. that's your sound. That's your way of expressing. I'm not sure about that. That's a sound. You can express yeah. yourself without having to go. Oh, stop there. Yeah, you, we'll get copyright strike for that. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't so you, doing a Joe Bonamassa wedding ring, so that's okay. I think my tolerance for um, particularly outlandish uh, effects is much lower than yours. The fact that you, your favourite pedal is the blue box kind of suggests that, doesn't it? I do love that pedal. I mean, I've grown to tolerate it. I have grown to tolerate it. It's never going to be my go-to, uh, but like the the Moen Shaky Jimmy, I keep going back to it. I love that. That's that's kind of outlandish for me. I love the quirkiness of the uh, TC vibrato as well, the shaker. But those are kind of those are like your basic bitch quirky pedals, aren't they? I suppose, especially tremolo, you know, a bit of reverb, a bit of tremolo. That's that's very old school, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where my my heart lies. Uh, but then, speaking of know, old school, 
Stick a bit of um, delay after a fuzz, and you can get some real, real cool synthy tones. I was playing. I was playing with a fuzz this week. In fact, actually, that's a, a great segue. Um, but I'll I'll talk about the fuzz that I've not released a video on. I was playing the Ritual Devices Grimalkin, and th- I will get a video recorded for it soon. I've it, I meant to do it during the summer, and I didn't get a chance. Um, it's it's good. It's really good. I like. Is it is it my favorite fuzz pedal now? I'm not sure, but it's good. It's it's, and the fact it's got. So he he just like etched patterns on the front of these pedals. I didn't realize it had little cats on it. Like the 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 yeah. pattern is cats. So that's just wah. I've got a problem. <laughs> I don't know where my blue box is. <laughs> go it. to the, the go shelf. to the doctors. <laughs> right. Um I did a video about the Rusty Fuzz this week. The TC Rusty Fuzz. Um it 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 was uh, very well received. Like my my specific demographic of YouTube people loved it. Um massive thanks to Andrew Bimpson because he actually sent me through this Rusty Fuzz and another one of the TC big box pedals uh, to demo. Because he's an absolute legend, um, and he it, like he he knew that my uh, my audience loved the the TC stuff, so he just he helped me out. So just massive thanks, Mister Bimpson, you allege. Um, you know he's come off um, social media for a while. He has, and I honestly I don't blame him. I really don't. If I could quit Facebook, I probably would. I mean, if if I could have a bit of a break from it i think i would but i i don't have that luxury really (laughs) no we're kind of tethered to it with the um the stuff that we do aren't we yeah i i I wouldn't mind just having a bit of a break from it um yeah i wouldn't want to give it out completely especially being out where i am is how i genuinely i see half my mates yeah oh no more than that (laughs) more than half most (laughs) indeed um, but it, like it got me thinking. So Rusty Fuzz was one of these ones that I had almost discounted because I'd heard people go, eh, it's okay. Like it's not the best in the lineup. But actually I think um aside from the third dimension, which I think is top tier, like S tier, I think this would this would come under A A tier definitely, if not kind of the bottom of S tier. We should do a tier. Like a tier thing, we should do like a live stream tier of uh, pedals. Yeah, we could do, could do, yeah. maybe. Yeah, let let us know if you think that would be a, a cool thing for us to do. Because, like, there's no point us doing a video if it's only me and Lee going to watch it. I mean, we we could do it like just fuzzies, just choruses, just uh, bits and pieces, and we can just sit there and hash it out. And we could do it live. We could do it with the audience, and everyone can have their say on it. Hmm. Yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. Maybe that could be like that a Christmas sort of special with like books and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah, why not transition that into pedals? Um, so r- the Rusty Fuzz, I think, is a, a hidden gem within the uh, the TC line- lineup. What other pedal hidden gems are there out there that people should know about? Blue box. We're not going to mention the blue box because blue box is. Like people know what it is. They they avoid it on purpose. 
Um, I like if I weren't going to mention that the rusty fuzz, I would say the dark matter again by TC. I think people saw that and thought it should be absolutely brutal, and like gave it a wide berth. It's not a brutal pedal. It's somewhere kind of in the region of like OCD rat kind of territory. And it sounds fantastic. It sounds pedals, really good at the kind of mid-game. The pedals that used to be very popular and used to see a lot, but you don't see much anymore, kind of fall into this. Sure. Like what? What are we talking? Dynacomp. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd say that, yeah. Mind you, the Dynacomp got a, like a, a reworking, didn't it? It got the mini Dynacomp. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They did, but um, you don't really see them on people's boards anymore. But they are, you get two different types of compressors. You get a compressor that's trying to be like a studio compressor, and then you get a compressor that's kind of trying to be uh, an effect more than like a, a studio sort of sound. And the Dynacomp very much is the granddaddy of the compressor effect. Um, yeah. And, and it really does give you that sound. You kind of put it on, and you're just like, yeah. Oh yeah, you you can hear a Dynacomp, but yeah, it sure. it gives you that like that heavy squish, that really kind of processed, almost kind of like country tone or like seventies squashed guitar tone. Yeah, yeah, it you can, can be like, absolutely fantastic. I'm just looking at mine over there, and I've uh, it's a it's a proper vintage one, and uh, I, I have to plug it in. Yeah, I, I, I've never actually played a, a Dynacomp. Put my hands up and say, never, oh, never played one. I've played... My first, uh, my first like, compressor was a Dynacomp, like a new one, but it was, a, yeah. yeah, my first compressor. I've played re- replicas. I've played, like, the Line 6 um, models of the Dynacomp. Um, I've also played certain pedals that um, aim towards that, but I've not actually played the MXR. Which ones aim might... towards that, would you say? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> look, oh, okay. I'm sure like cheap, cheaper, like cheaper Dynacomp esque pedals, okay. uh, where it's like, uh, like very few controls, like uh, Moor maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, but yeah, well, they've only got like two controls on them, and they've got the volume, and they've got the compression. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about the Dynacomp. It's like, yeah, it's just a two knob compressor. It's really. Oh yeah, it it's like it's no messing, is it? it? Like it gives you that tone. This is this is the compressor tone. You take it or you leave it. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. I think the Dynacomp is a a good good solid answer. I'm sure we're completely missing some some obvious ones here. Yeah, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> what was the question again? Outline the question again. So we we're, we're talking like hidden gems within the pedal world that people absolutely must um must know about i mean i've got i've done a fair few on my channel i think the uh the mosky spring reverb is a is an absolute must again like two knob pedal i think you've got dwell and you've got level or mix or something like that and that is a that's a fantastic pedal so Right, they're not really kind of overlooked, but you don't see that many of them. And it's the Eden Tide Black Hole. 
you really want that like that sort of reverb that you would only really normally hear in a movie, that's where you go. Okay. It's okay. so good. It's absolutely fantastic reverb. Yeah. When we had uh had Joe on. Joe Joe Kotze, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Joe. He's dude. Yeah, yeah, he was he's a ledge. He's actually he, got he, um promoted in Eventide recently. Oh fabulous. Congratulations, Joe. Because he's he's listening. I oh, know that. He is. <laughs> he's definitely, yeah. He's definitely listening. Yeah, what oh. were you saying anyway? Uh, I think we, I think we're gonna move on. We'll we'll extend that question also to the listeners, the viewers. What pedals do you want us to know about? What pedals, like what, hidden gems, ones that you think have just slipped under the radar? Yeah, I, I mean, do you know what? There, there's so many pedals that used to be hidden gems, but like people like that pedal show and, and us and, and so on and so forth have kind of gone out and said, oh, do you know what? This really good, likely the Boss um, multi-overtone pedal. That's a great pedal for getting like the organ sort of tones and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. Um, the... Um, the the treble booster like so many people hear the name treble booster and think what would I want to do that for you know but it doesn't it it does so much to your tone um yeah so there's so many of these like like using a blues driver um to like get a really cool clean tone by turning your, your t- tone down. It just what it does to your clean tone is actually really really cool. But just by turning your volume down on your guitar, little tricks like that that used to be like top secret, but so many people know about them now. It's gonna be a hard. Okay, one. so you're saying that the the mystique, the mysteriousness of uh, getting guitar tones is kind of the the veil is being lifted a little bit. Yeah. I, I am very interested to see like what people's secrets are though. Yeah, or do they even want to tell us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. Well, we go one final bit of discussion. News: Laney have released a three watt studio head, which with the idea of it is that it will be. It will be used as a, a studio tool. It will be direct recording. I think, if I remember rightly, from the kind of marketing book, it's got two notes, um, like cab IRs built in. So it is designed to go direct out uh, in, like, into a desk and stuff. But my uh, my question was... Why? Like, <laughs> not why, because like a lot of people want to do kind of low wattage, uh, like being able to crank it. Kind of, is it a high gain amp? I think it can be, yeah, because cool. okay. it goes down to 0.3 uh, watt as well, so you can crank it at low volumes. <laughs> 0.3 watts, yeah. I got a question what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Uh, hey. I mean, my question was: Is is an is all digital signal path the the way for modern recording solutions? Is it a case where we're going to phase out um, phase out tubes for um, for modern recording, like especially kind of bedroom recording? Is it not got because any, not got any valves in it then? 
It, yeah, yeah, it does have, yeah. This one does, yeah. But I'm saying, do we necessarily need need the valves? Or is it a case where the like recording these days is going all all towards towards digital because that's that's how I do a lot of my recording. I can't like yeah. the the feasibility of me being able to crank an amp up is nil, absolutely nil because I've got people sleeping or like people trying to do things while I'm while I'm there. So like even if I'm doing it at a time where everyone's awake and available. Like, I'd, I wouldn't be disturbing anyone so much. I'd get the background noise of being able to record as well. So, like, the... Uh, the... Fart. <laughs> 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 uh, the... the Like, the environment in which I'm recording uh, doesn't lend itself to clean recordings. Okay, whereas... so I, I can come in on this. Um I know for a fact that most modern recording is moving towards um, DIs, where you basically play, you run a, you know, you run an out into your recording uh, into your door, and whatever you're playing comes over as a DI. Then they reamp that, um, and they reamp that through whatever they want in order to get it to sound right. And the benefit of that is. Rather than someone saying, oh, yeah, this is a really great tone that I got at home and I've sent that over to you. And then they get a bunch of stuff that sounds great, but when you put it together and the tones just clash and they sound shit and then they've got to re the fuck out of it. They take all these DIs, they put it together, they put the overdrives on it, they run them through plugins and stuff. And then, bam, they've got tones that work together really, really well. And the artist can turn around and they can say, okay, look, I want you to use this pedal um, and I want you to use this amp, but how that person sets up that pedal and that amp, the person doing the uh, reamping, they can set it up so it works perfectly. So when it's re, re- uh, when it's reamped, it sounds wonderful. And I know that for a fact because I've um, been talking to some artists that have been doing albums recently. But it, like, is that not all digital, or are they then reamping it, like sending it out? into like the actual analog gear it's usually going out into the pedals and then going back into uh digital amps Mm. so it's almost like a kind of hybrid system but no valves though yeah yeah so it's yeah it's all yeah so you kind of solid state and and digital hybrid rather than a valve and digital or valve and solid state I mean, they might be reamping them into digital, um, into into real amps. They might have some great amps there, but um, I, I doubt that they're going to have all the different amps for all the different artists that the artists want. So if they want to sound like John Petrucci one day and then they want to sound like you know, Billy Joel the next day or whatever, you know, they're going to have... Billy Joel, the piano man. <laughs> no, Billy Joel Armstrong. <laughs> sorry, I meant to say. Um, then they, you know, they can emulate their amps. Um, yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, Bab. yeah. So, what we're saying is that actually is largely moving away from uh, tube amplifiers. Yeah, in in the realms of in the realms of modern music, uh, that's kind of like most people. Uh, are using that 
the younger artists I know and the younger guitarists I know, most of them never owned an amp. Yeah, they don't even know what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if you like, but the like the Yeah, young... they've got no basis of comparison, so why would they miss it? Yeah, everything goes for the computer, which you know is fine. If that's cool. it, there's no there's no downside to moving what well, no, there are downsides to moving forward, but progress is progress and we need it. Indeed. What a what a place to wrap up the podcast. We have got um people to thank. We've got our audience who have made it this far. You are amazing. You know this. We love you. Um, we've also got some extra special people who are Patreon backers. For as little as $2 a month, you can join this list. It is not so exclusive that only certain people can be on it. As long as you, you've got $2 a month and you're willing to send it this way, you can be on this list of people. They are as follows. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Sheftone Effects. I was playing the Preacher V2, and it is... Wah. Um... We have got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. We've got uh, the Masters of Cinematic Universe. Great podcast. We have got the Just Surprising Podcast, who is also on. Also, great podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> we have got Mr. Fletcher, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Showing. <laughs> great pickups. I love them. I, yeah. I use them myself. And we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast and occasionally the Just Surprise Me podcast. All podcast mentions I I have on my own feed. I, I check them out on the reg. They are good podcasts. They keep my morning commute, which is getting ever so long these days. Why? But they keep, they keep me sane. They just keep me sane. It's just more cars on the road, I think. Since since lockdown, more people are going to the office. I mean, that's it's why I, I I love it here. It's just I I can take a thirty minute drive and not see another car. Nice, it's so lovely. Nice, not jealous at all. Uh, so if you want to catch me online, I am Mister Budget Pedotop. You can find me at Instagram, at Facebook, and at YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series, which this week has got a battle of the boss titans. We've got the SD1 versus the DS1, as which is going to be the ultimate beginner guitar pedal. Which would you suggest to, to be the first guitar pedal of a beginner? MXR Blue Box. Go Imagine that being your yourself. first pedal. If that was your first pedal, you just give up. <laughs> yeah, you, you give up on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> if this is what it's supposed to sound like, nope. I can't make it sound good. <laughs> See? What, what, yeah, why, is it, why does it sound like a keyboard? Why does it sound like a broken Atari? <laughs> oh, dear. So, Lee, Pedal Boards of Doom, where can we find you? Pedal Boards uh, of Doom. Yeah, you can pedal find Pedal Boards of Doom. You can find us on Facebook. We've got the Facebook group, which is the largest pedal group in the world on Facebook. You've got uh, Instagram. Uh, we are on there. We are on YouTube. We are on this podcast. We are on Earth. We're on Mars. Um, Titan. Europa. We're not really. Don't look You're there. just naming moons of Jupiter. Just potentially habitable ones. 
<laughs> Go on. Um, no, yeah, we're all over the place. And uh, you got any questions? Feel yes, free to hit yes. me up. And we're I will that. do my best to help you. Fabulo, sir. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Lee Padabadabadadoo, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-da a bit. hangs down what has a small willy and hangs down Lee? a bat what has a big willy and hangs up what has a big willy and hangs up <laughs> i just hung up on him <laughs>